Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymoor, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. A reporter at Fatima. Yes? Mr. Gordon Parker. Yes, I'm Parker. We have a call for you from Lisbon. One moment, please. Oh, thank you. Lisbon? Who do I know in Lisbon? Here's your party. Go ahead. Hello, Parker. Yes? I thought you'd be anxious to hear about your next assignment. Oh, Rome or Paris? Portugal. Portugal. Fatima. Where? Fatima. Surely you've heard the story of Fatima. Well, of, of course, that happened 50 years ago. Well, the Wire Association wants a complete background story. From me? Why me? I don't know the country or the language, and I hardly know the story of Fatima. Uh, that's the idea. Our correspondents in Portugal grew up with the story. But the Association wants a fresh look, without bias or color. The whole world is about to blow up, and they send me on a dead story. The world is about to blow up, but the story remains very much alive. Part of what was revealed to the children has never been made public. I thought all the kids were dead. One still lives. A nun in a convent at Coimbra. The feeling is the message will affect the world. Come on, do you believe that? Well, let's just say there's a good deal of public interest in what that sealed envelope contains. And you're assigned to do a fresh story on all the events leading up to its release. The key to the story, of course, was the message to be made public. 
It was in the possession of the Bishop of Lyria, whose diocese includes the town of Fatima. So I phoned for an interview and was told to come the next day. Mr. Parker, I'm not sure I can be of service to you. Well, you do have the secret portion of the message. That is correct. What can you tell me about it? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, Well, can you tell me the nature of the message? No, Mr. Parker. Well, uh, how, how does it come to be in your possession? I ask Sister Maria Lucia. That's one of the three children who saw the vision. The only one still living. Uh huh. Sister Maria Lucia wrote a full account of the apparitions. The world has since been given most of what she wrote down, except for the final portion. However, the children first heard the messages in 1917. Why didn't they tell everything right away? They did. All except a small portion they were told to keep secret until later. Ah, why, I wonder... Obviously, some parts of the message would have meant little if they'd been revealed then. Only when world events took shape after many years would they become clear and significant. Then you believe the secret message will have meaning for the world today, what with the Cold War, the threats of hot wars, the turmoil all over the world? I cannot answer that. And what were the children like? Ordinary peasant stock. They couldn't read or write. Lucia was the eldest, only ten. The others were her cousins, Francisco Marto, a boy of nine, and his sister, Jacinta, eight years old. They were shepherds. That's how they came to be in the meadow that day they first saw the apparition. I'd be grateful if you'd tell me about it. I would, gladly, but uh, for your purposes, I think you should find the facts elsewhere. You'll be more convinced learning the facts from people who don't want to believe, but can't deny the facts. And this is the way the story starts that first day, Sunday, May 13th, 1917. About noon that day, the three kids guided their sheep out to a meadow, a place called the Cova da Iria, which was on the farm Lucia's father owned. Something very strange happened that day, something that made the kids so awestruck they decided not to tell anybody about it. But when they went home, the youngest one, Jacinta, couldn't contain it. She blurted out the story. Her father, a man named T. Marto, didn't believe it, but went over to Lucia's house to get to the bottom of it. Maria, did Lucia tell you anything strange that happened to the children today? What's the girl been up to now? Oh, nothing she did. I don't know how to tell you, but Jacinta and Francisco... What about your precious children? They said they saw the Blessed Virgin. The Blessed... What nonsense. And you believe them? Well, no, but they've never lied before. All children lie. I suppose. Did Lucia say nothing? Lucia! Yes, Mama? Come here. Yes, Mama? Your cousins have been telling fibs at home. They said they saw... They told? Told what? promised they wouldn't. Lucia, tell your uncle you saw nothing. I... I can't tell him that, Mama. Are you saying you did see something? Yes. What? Be careful now. I... I saw a lady. Who was the lady, Lucia? Don't be afraid. Tell us. There was light. Lightning. I think it was lightning. There was no storm today. It wasn't a storm. When we looked up there, there was like like a ball of light and 
A lady was standing on it. <gasps> You'll get another if you don't tell the truth. It is the truth. The lady was all white, brighter than the sun. Did she speak? Don't encourage her, T. Yeah, go on. I don't want to. What did she say? <sighs> she said, don't be afraid. I won't hurt you. That's all? I asked where, where she came from, and she said, from heaven. Lies, all lies. They did see something. Now, go on, Lucia. I asked why she'd come, and she said, I have come to ask you to, to come here at the same time on the 13th day of each of the next five months. In October, I will tell you who I am and what I want. T. Marto, you're a fool listening to her. It doesn't hurt to ask. I'll get the truth out of her, and tomorrow morning you'll admit you're a fool. But Lucia and the others stuck to their strange story. Francisco said he saw the lady but couldn't hear her. His sister Jacinta said the lady spoke to Lucia, but that she could also hear what was said. Lucia said the lady spoke directly to her. The story spread fast. Everybody took turns questioning them, including the village priest. But nobody could shake the kids. June 13th, their next date to visit the Cova, fell on the feast day of St. Anthony of Padua. It was a great day of fiesta in the village, and all the kids waited for it like ours do for Christmas. To go to the Cova instead meant missing the fun. They went anyway. So did their parents and about 50 villagers. They saw the children kneel and then heard Lucia speaking to someone. Some of the witnesses said they saw a small cloud hovering over the treetops and heard a sound like a, a horsefly in a bottle. But that's all. And after it was over, the kids were taken to Father Ferreira, the village priest. And you claim... You saw the lady, too? Yes, Father. She was very beautiful. What did she say? Jacinta told you. Well, I want you to tell me. Now, Lucia, you were heard to ask, uh, what do you want me to do? Now, the truth. Did she answer? Yes. She said, I want you to come here on the 13th of next month, and to save five decades of the rosary every day. Why should she say that? Is it likely that a lady should appear to tell you to do something you and everyone else in the village already does? I'm only telling you what she said. Yes, all right. Go on. She said, I want you to learn to read. I will tell you later what my wishes are. Mm. Anything else? I asked if she'd come to take us to heaven. What an imagination. Peace, Maria. Go on, Lucia. What did the lady say? She said, yes, I will come soon to take Jacinta and Francisco. You, you mean to heaven? Yes. But she said to me, you will have to stay here much longer. Jesus wishes to use you to make me known and loved. He desires to establish devotion to my immaculate heart throughout the world. 
Why should she say such things to you? Aren't there more worthy people? Yes. Well, then tell the truth. All right. Wait outside, please. Yes, Father. I don't believe her, Father. What about you, Timato? Father, I think they believe what they say, but perhaps it's only in their minds. You mean uh, an illusion? I don't think so. I believe they did see something. Don't be taken in, Father. I'm not sure that what they saw was holy. There are evil things in this world. Even adults are taken in. Children, all the more so. When Lucia heard about this, she was so frightened, she resolved never to go back to the cova. By the time July 13th came around, however, her fears suddenly vanished, and she decided to go back after all. When the children got there this time, they found some four or 5,000 people waiting. Again, the crowd saw the children kneel and heard Lucia speaking, then listening, and then they saw the children suddenly go pale and cry out. That's when the government stepped in. The public administrator of the prefecture was a man named Santos. He sent for the children, but Timarto showed up instead. Why didn't you bring the children? I want to know why you want them first. To question them, you fool. Question me. They have told me everything. No, no, my friend. We both know they're lying. I intend to make them admit it. There's nothing to admit. You put them up to this. You and the church. The priest doesn't believe them either. So he says. We shouldn't have left any priest in Portugal. Uh-huh. You've left few enough. Oh, you people, you don't understand. We've done you a service ridding you of priests. And for this you expect our thanks? We do. We've taken the church off your backs. Don't you understand? Your religion is the main cause of your wretchedness. Help us, and in another generation, we'll wipe it out. We don't want it wiped out. Only because of superstition. And now you're playing their game. That's why they put the children up to this. To make people think there really is a God and that he has sent his mother to keep you in the faith. So that's why she's come. Of course. You idiot. All right, now go and, and bring back the children immediately. Not if you mean them harm. You think we're barbarians. But wait. All right, if, if you're frightened, I'll, I'll go to them. Yes, expect me just before August the 13th, when they're to see the lady again. The day before the children were to visit the cova for the fourth time, Santa showed up as promised. He questioned Lucia closely on what she had been told on the previous visit. And uh, what did you ask the lady then? Well, what she wanted me to do. And she said? That I was to come again on the 13th day of next month. That's tomorrow morning? Yes. And you're going? She asked me to. Yes, of course. Uh, what else did she say? I was to continue to say the rosary every day to obtain peace for the world and the end of the war. You mean the great war will end if you just say your beads? Oh, she meant for everyone to say the rosary every day. Even me? Yes. And the great war will end? What a fine way to end a war by saying your beads. Well, 
I asked her to make a miracle so that everyone would believe. And uh, what did she say? She would. She would. When? She said, in October, I will tell you who I am and what I want. And I will perform a great miracle so that everyone will believe you. Well, isn't that fine? And uh, do you think she will? Oh, yes. She said she would. And other people will see this miracle? Oh, yes. But what if they don't? They will. But if they don't, that will end all this nonsense, won't it? Oh, but she said they would. We'll see. And now, little girl, one last question. Why did you turn pale and cry out when you saw the lady the last time? She... she showed us something. Something bad? Yes. What? A... a great fire. You mean you, you saw the fires of hell? Yes. Now, why would a nice lady show that to little children? She said, you have seen hell where the souls of poor sinners go. To save them, God wishes to establish in the world devotion to my immaculate heart. If they do what I shall tell you, many souls will, will be saved and, and there will be peace. And she said, the great war is drawing to its close. The great war is coming to an end. She told you that? But she also said, if people do not cease offending God, there will be a worse war in the reign of the next pope. Another war? A second great world war when the first isn't over? That's what she said. What else did she say? I... I can't tell you. Did the priest put you up to this? No. Tell me. I can't. I can make you tell, but uh, not now. I'll give you a little time to think. But when I come again, if you don't tell me the secret, you'll die. Santos came back the next morning. He told the children that he was taking them to the cova himself, but once out of sight of their parents, he turned his automobile around and carried them away to jail. There he bullied them, cuffed them, and threatened to put them in boiling oil unless they told their secret. He took Jacinta away first and came to tell the other two that he had thrown her in the boiling vat. Next he took Francisco. Lucia was terrified but prepared to die rather than tell the secret portion of what she had heard. There were 18,000 disappointed people at the Cova that day, and before they departed, they had left money there to build a shrine. A week later, when the children were home again, tending their flock, they said they had another visit from the lady. The lady was very angry with those who had kept us away. I asked her what was to be done with the money. She said some was to be used for celebrating the feast of Our Lady of the Rosary and the rest for building a chapel. I asked her again for a miracle, and she said again that she would grant it in October. The fifth and next to last visit was scheduled for September 13, 1917. On the appointed day, upwards of 30,000 people jammed the Cova Iria to witness it. Again the crowd saw the children kneel and listen. And again the message told by the children. 
the persistent recurring message, peace through prayer, peace through the rosary. And now about the final visit and the miracle. The suspense was great and nationwide. A miracle was promised, one all could see. What it would be, nobody knew. How many people do you think turned up that day? 70,000. 70,000 people who wanted to see a miracle. Or not to see one and laugh at the children's story. Most of the newspapers sent reporters. And in checking out the story, I took into account that some of them might be prejudiced. And just to make sure, I checked out all the reports of newspapers who were unfriendly to the church and who, given half the chance, would have exposed the whole thing as a hoax. One of these newspapers was Osekolo, published in Lisbon and read everywhere. To get their story of what had happened that day, I called on Osekolo's present editor. Good afternoon, Mr. Parker. I received your telephone call, and I think I've got the story you want here. A remarkable story. Yes. You believe it? How can I doubt it? My own father wrote the story. He was editor of Osekolo in 1917, and even if I didn't know him to be an honest reporter, there were too many eyewitnesses to fake it. Was your father prepared to see a miracle? <laughs> you did not know my father, Mr. Parker. Just the day before, he'd written a derisive report ridiculing people for expecting anything of the kind. He went to Fatima for the pleasure of seeing that nothing happened. But he did see something. He and thousands of others. He had no choice but to write what he saw. Why are you smiling, Mr. Parker? <laughs> As a correspondent, I just wondered how I'd feel in his place if I had to send back a story saying, I saw the sun dance. Yes, he saw the sun dance. Shall I read to you what he wrote that day? Please. My father wrote... A unique and unbelievable sight. The vast crowd looked up at the sun. It was like a dull silver plate. It neither burnt nor dazzled. Then a tremendous clamor broke out from the crowd. With bared heads and full of terror, they gazed at the sky. The sun trembled and made some abrupt movements never seen before. And outside all the laws of the universe... And he concludes, it now remains for those qualified to do so to explain this fantastic dance of the sun. Ah, that's the substance of my father's report, Mr. Parker. Mm. Some I've read are even more graphic. Yeah, I know. I've read them. Of course, the sun couldn't have plunged toward the earth. I can't explain it. Neither can the scientists. We only know it did happen. Mm, it could have been mass hallucination. Yes, if the thousands there had known what they were expected to see, but they didn't. That's true. It may also interest you to know that some among the 70,000 saw nothing. I don't know what that means, except it would rule out mass hallucination. Moreover, people 30 to 50 miles away saw it. They weren't part of the crowd, they were alone, so it couldn't be a form of crowd suggestion. And what happened there was seen only in a limited area around Fatima. The people elsewhere in the world on whom the same sun was shining saw nothing. Yeah. Well, 
I'll have to think about it for a while. <laughs> Welcome to the club. I've been thinking about it all my life. The miracle witnessed by the 70,000 was remarkable enough, but nothing to compare with what the children say they saw that day. The lady appeared again and said to me, I am Our Lady of the Rosary. The rosary must be said every day. Men must amend their lives and ask for forgiveness for their sins. And let them cease to offend our Lord, for he is already offended too much. And then I saw the Holy Family, St. Joseph and Mary. So ends our report on the events of the year 1917 at Fatima, Portugal. But the story doesn't end here. I checked up on what happened to the children. First on Jacinta and her brother Francisco, who said the lady had told them she would soon take them to heaven. Within two years of the vision, both were dead. The third child, Lucia, who was told to learn to read and write so that she might serve God, became a Carmelite nun. Almost 20 years later, she wrote down a full account of what she had been told, including the secret portions. Part of this was revealed at that time. I ask for Russia to be consecrated to my Immaculate Heart and for the communion of reparation on the first Saturday. If my request is heard, Russia will be converted and there will be peace. If not, Russia will spread her errors throughout the world, causing wars and persecutions of the church. Good people will be martyred. The Holy Father will have much to suffer. And several nations will be destroyed. The Holy Father will consecrate Russia to me. She will be converted. And a period of peace will be granted to the world. In 1942, the Vatican acted on the message. Pope Pius XII consecrated the whole world to the Immaculate Heart. On July 8, 1952, the same Pope consecrated Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Well, that finished my assignment to Fatima. But hardly a day goes by that something doesn't happen to make me think of it. The idea that wars are punishment for mankind's sins... The idea that prayer can bring peace. I've lived my life in an era of wars and in fear that the big one might be touched off. We spend a great deal of time and energy and money trying to prevent war and preserve the peace. It doesn't seem to be enough, does it? listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. 
We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV-AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony Shrine Graymore, attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need, please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org. You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore, Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.